Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. Got a good show for you today. Um, <clears throat> what I do is I read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. I have a vocabulary lesson uh, at the uh, end of the reading. And... Uh, Okay, well, let me go into the Bible reading. All right, we're at Leviticus chapter 14, and it goes to say, Adonai said to Moshe, this is to be the law concerning the person afflicted with Tazerite on the day of his purification. So good here setting laws concerning the purification after disease. He is to be brought to the Kohan, and the Kohan is to go outside the camp and examine him there. If he sees that the Tazerite sores have been healed in the afflicted person, then the Kohan will order that two living clean birds be taken for the one to be purified along with shadowwood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop leaves. The Kohan is to order one of the birds slaughtered in a clay pot over running water. As for the live bird, he is to take it with the shadowwood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop, and dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bur- of the bird slotted over running water, and sprinkle the person to be purified from the Tazerat seven times. So he used to be sprinkled with the solution and blood. Next he is to set the live bird free in an open field. He who is to be purified must wash his clothes, shave off all his hair, and bathe himself in water. So see how good good is to us, Adonai is to us. See how Adonai's laws are, are, are in good standing with us. It goes to say, then he will be clean, and after that he may enter the camp. But he must live outside his tent for seven days. On the seventh day he is to shave all, shave all the hair off his head. Also his beard and eyebrows. He must shave off all his hair, and he has to wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and he will be clean. <clears throat> so we see here that good through his purification right is maintaining that person to be clean in his cleanliness. Okay, it goes to say, on the eighth day, he has to take two male lambs without defect, one female lamb in its first year without defect, and six and a half quarts of fine flour for a rain offering, mixed with olive oil and two-thirds of a pint of olive oil. The Kohan purifying him is to place the person being purified with these items before Adonai at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The Kohan is to take one of the male lambs and offer it as a goat offering with two-thirds pint of olive oil. Then wave them as a wave offering before Adonai. 
He is to slaughter the male lamb at the place in the sanctuary for slaughtering sin offerings and burnt offerings, because the guilt offering belongs to the Kohan, just like the sin offering is especially holy. The Kohan is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the tip of the right ear of the person being purified, on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. So we see here... <clears throat> The same purification rite used to uh, uh, purify the Kohan is being used here to purify the brothers and sisters from disease. The right toe where the blood is to be put, put upon in the right ear and the uh, thumb. Next, the Kohan is to take some of the two-thirds pints of olive oil and pour it into the palm of his own left hand. Dip his right finger in the oil that is in his left hand and sprinkle from the oil with his finger seven times before Adonai. Then the Kohan is to put some of the remaining oil in his hand on the tip of the right ear of the person being purified, on the thumb of his right hand, on the big toe of his right foot, on the blood of the guilt offering. <clears throat> Finally, the Kohan is to put the rest of the oil in his hand on the head of the person being purified, and the Kohan will make atonement for him before Adonai. The Kohan is to offer the sin offering and make atonement for the person being purified because of his uncleanliness. Afterwards, he is to slaughter the burnt offering. The Kohan is to offer the burnt offering and the grain offering on the altar. Thus the Kohan will make for him, and he will be clean. If he is poor so that he can't afford to do otherwise, he is to take one male lamb as a guilt offering to be weighed, to make atonement for him two quarts of fine flour mixed with olive oil for a grain offering, two-thirds of a pint of olive oil, and two doves or two young pigeons, such as he can afford, the one for a sin offering, the other for a burnt offering. On the eighth day, he will bring them to the Kohan for his purification, to the entrance of the tent of meeting before Adonai. The Kohan is to take the lamb of the guilt offering and two-thirds of a pint of olive oil and wave them as a wave offering before Adonai. He is to slaughter the lamb of the guilt offering, and the Kohan is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the tip of the right ear of the person being purified, on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. The Kohan is to take some of the olive oil and pour it into the palm of his own left hand and sprinkle with his right hand some of the oil that is in his left hand seven times before good. The Kohan is to put some of the oil in his hand on the tip of the right ear of the person being purified, on the thumb of his right hand, on the big toe of his right foot, in the same place as the blood of the guilt offering. Finally, the Kohan is to put the rest of the oil in his hand on the head of the person being purified, to make atonement for him before Adonai. He is to offer one of the doves or young pigeons such as a person can afford, whatever his means suffice for, the one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. 
With a grain offering, thus the Kohan will make atonement before Adonai for the person being purified. Such is the law for per- the person who has Tazerat swords, if he cannot afford the usual elements used for its purification. So we see here Adonai giving just laws concerning a poor person's means of uh, being uh, uh, spiritually clean as far as an offering, an offering uh, being offered up for him on behalf of him. He goes to say, Adonai said to Moshe and Aharon, when you have entered the land of Kena, which I am giving you as a possession, and I put an infection of Tazerite in a house in the land that you possess, then the owner of the house is to come and tell the Kohan, it seems to me that there may be an infection in the house. The Kohan is to order the house empty before he goes in to inspect the infection, so that everything in the house won't be made unclean. Afterwards, the Kohan is to enter in and inspect the house. He will examine the infection, and if he sees that the infection is in the walls of the house, with greenish or reddish depressions that seem to go in deeper than the surface of the wall, he is to go out of the house to his doors and seal up the house for seven days. The Kohan will come again on the seventh day and examine the house. If he sees that the infection has spread over its walls, he has ordered them to remove the infected stones and throw them into some unclean place outside the city. Next, he is to have the inside of the house thoroughly scraped and scraped off plaster. and scraped off plasters to be discarded outside the city in an unclean place. Finally, other stones must be set in place of the first stones and other plaster used to replaster the house. If the infection returns and breaks out in the house after the stones have been removed and the house is scraped and plastered, then the Kohan is to enter and examine it. If he sees that the infection has spread in the house, it is a contagious tazerite in the house. It is unclean. He must break down the house and take his stones, timber, and plaster out of the city to an unclean place. Moreover, whoever enters the house at any time while it is sealed up will be unclean until evening. Whoever lies down or eats in the house must wash his clothes. If the Kohan enters, examines, and sees the infection has not spread in the house since it was plaster, then he is to declare the house clean. Because the infection is cured, to purify the house, he is to take two birds, set of wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop leaves. He is to slaughter one of the birds in a clay pot over running water. He is to take the set of wood, the hyssop, the scarlet yarn, and the live bird and dip them in the blood of the slaughtered bird and in the running water and sprinkle the house seven times. He will purify the house with the blood of the bird, the running water, the live bird, the cedar wood, the hyssop, and the scarlet yarn. But he is to set the live bird free outside the city in an open field. Thus he will make an atonement for the house. It will be clean. Such is the law for all kinds of Tazerat swords. For a crusted area, for Tazerat in a garment, for a house, for a swelling, for a scab, and for a bright spot to determine when it is clean and when it is unclean. This is the law concerning Tazerat. So we see here good preserving the lives of the brothers and sisters by 
having even the whole house of an infected house removed or just the stones and plasters of it removed, uh, depending on how bad the infection is. Now we were going to the vocabulary, and what I do is I spell out the word and give the meaning to it, and uh, you can give me a call at 312-925-9887, and I'll send you a vocabulary of the Hebrew vocabulary that I'm calling out and the spelling of it so you can place the words, spell the words correctly as they're supposed to be. All right, uh, my first word is Aleph Aleph Nun and Bet. Aleph Nun and Bet. And that means skin model, necromancer. Our next word is Aleph. Aleph non dalet, and it means to be curved, bent, burden. Our next word is Aleph non dalet, hey, and it means circumstance, enclosing wall. Our next word is Aleph yud and dalet, and it means distress, calamity. Our next word is. Uh, our left, our Latin, it means be strong. Our next word is our, our left, none, hey, it means betake oneself. Our next word is our left, yod, and, um, Aleph, Yad, Tav, Mem, and Alet, and it means land of Psalms. Our next word is Aleph, Nun, Hey, and it means inclined desire. Our next word is uh, Aleph, Nun, with a dot up underneath, and then Hey, it means desire or will. Our next word is Aleph, Nun, Yad, and it means desire. And Aleph has two dots and then three dots up under it, and and Nun has a dot under it. Our next word is... Uh, it's uh, Tav, Aleph, Nun, and Hay, and it means desire or wish. Our next word is Aleph Nun Hey. It means sign or mark, describe, with a T under Aleph and a T under Nun. And that's it for our vocabulary today. Those are the words I'm going to went over. So call me in for me to send you a Hebrew vocabulary with the consonants and all that good stuff, the consonants, the vowels. 
and uh, that way you could just, from me calling it out, be able to put the words to- together for the Hebrew Bible reading. And that's uh, for the reading of the, he- the Bible in Hebrew, for the Hebrew Bible I have. And uh, that is it for today. So thank you guys for coming. And I'm going to say a prayer. I should have said a prayer in the opening, but sometimes I forget, but that's all right. But I'm going to say one in the closing. Uh, Adonai, petition the good that you open the eyes of the brothers and sisters. Give them a heart of knowledge, a heart of knowing. Uh, Direct their footsteps towards the narrow path leading to everlasting life and uh, cause them to become improved and more improved in your law of serving you and doing your will correctly and not straying from it, even myself, and to stop those things that are wrong and are bad um, before you, and to even teach their young ones your law, and to go out ministering on on a day-to-day basis as they live to speak about your word. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen.